0: What's up, everybody? We're coming to you today with a cool podcast from the offices of F Factor in Midtown Manhattan. And we're going to be speaking with Amanda, one of the registered dietitians, about everything F Factor, what it can do for you, and what makes it special. Um, So, whether you know what F Factor is or you don't, take a listen and get some tips on how this diet trend that's been taking over New York City, and especially the last Fat Burn Challenge, has been working not only for our clients, but for Amanda's clients and how it can help you as well. Okay? Enjoy the show. The places, please. The dance is about to begin. I must break you. Shake it
1: back! <laughs> My chocolate! Ow! My beautiful chocolate! Absolutely. You idiot! it! I did it.
0: All right. What's up, everybody? We're back here with another Fat Burn Podcast. Today, we're in the lovely offices of F-Factor in Midtown, New York. And I have the pleasure of sitting with Michael Park, who we've been communicating with for about uh, two months now, and registered Dietitian Amanda, what's your last Ryman. name? Ryman. Amanda Ryman. So what I always like to do to start things off is just give everybody a little bit of a context of who you guys are. So if you want to just introduce yourselves, kind of just tell everybody, you know, uh, what you do, where you're from, and anything else you want to add.
2: You want me to go first?
0: Amanda, yeah, step right in. Yeah,
2: so I am one of the registered dietitians at F-Factor. Um, I've been working here for over a year now. And, um, fun fact, I actually was one of the interns at F Factor eight years ago. So my F Factor journey has, you know, been for a long time, um, And I absolutely love working here, kind of helping my clients and all of our following really promote this high fiber lifestyle, um, which really is just so sustainable. And, you know, hopefully any of your followers that have followed F Factor know that it's not just a diet. It really is this really empowering, sustainable lifestyle. Um, And I work very closely with Mike, who's sitting next to me, so Mike can introduce himself.
1: Thanks, Amanda and Paul. Really appreciate you having us here. So my name's Mike. I'm the head of marketing here at F-Factor. Been here for about a year, and I have the privilege of leading all of our communications efforts, our 360 marketing campaigns to get the word out. We know F-Factor is, like Amanda said, it's that sustainable lifestyle. This is not a short-term fad diet. It's not something gimmicky. It's a science-based, call it a diet, but honestly, it is a lifestyle that lets you live and uh, you can look and feel your very best and so we know it's a solution that makes sense for anybody of all ages and sexes across the entire country and soon the entire world and so every day it's all about how do we get that message out and uh, we've been doing it with our talented registered dietitians such as Amanda and happy to talk more about that today with you yeah totally and and how about uh, how old are you where you're from A, a little background about yourself Totally. So I'm 31 years old, born and raised in New Jersey. I okay. live in Manhattan now, right by Madison Square Garden. Big Knicks fan, big basketball fan. And uh, and living that factor way is, is just so perfect for, for what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and happy to be here with this awesome team all right so the cool thing about
0: f-factor is that Fatburn literally just finished our first challenge of 2019 and we chose tanya's book and the f-factor to do it so we have um some kind of proof is in the pudding things to talk about already uh because we put about 175 almost 180 people through the experience and had some great results so Everybody at FAPRN already has a great understanding of what F-Factor is. But Amanda, why don't you just tell everybody or people who are listening who might not you know, just be introducing to uh, F-Factor in this podcast exactly what it is and what the science is behind it and what the premise is that you guys teach here.
2: Absolutely. Well, firstly, I'm so happy that you have almost 180 people who went through this challenge and hopefully finished the challenge feeling so much better than they did before. Um, for anybody who doesn't know much about F-Factor... F factor, as I you know already said, is a high fiber lifestyle. So, what does that mean? You know, a lot of people don't really understand what fiber is. Americans eat you know half of the amount of fiber that they should eat on any given day, on average, mm-hmm. which is about thirty five grams for a woman and thirty eight grams for a man. Uh, most Americans eat on average sixteen grams of fiber a day.
0: So, if somebody was eating the correct portion of fiber, mm-hmm. let's take a man. Yeah. Right. What would what would he eat in that day to get the fiber that he wants? Like, he like, what's would an be example? he
2: would be eating a ton of high fiber vegetables, um, high fiber fruits, legumes, and some starchy vegetables that contain more fiber. Let's say butternut squash has double the amount of fiber as a sweet potato. So mm-hmm. making simple swaps like that can increase your fiber. Cool. And here at F Factor, we do have products that are extremely high in fiber. So we have our protein fiber powder twenty twenty. Um, the reason why it's called twenty 20 is because it's packed with 20 grams of protein and 20 grams of fiber. So have one serving of that and you're exceeding half of your needs just for one meal. Right. Um, and F-Factor is really based on what we call these four disruptive principles. So these principles are one, that you can eat carbs focusing on high fiber carbs, focusing on the right carbs that are going to provide you with that fiber that's going to get you to exceed or reach that 38 grams a day, um, you can dine out. So hopefully your followers who were doing that challenge experience that they don't have to sit at home eating microwave meals every day in order to feel their best. Um, you know, everyone here at F Factor lives this lifestyle. And I will tell you that I don't feel like I have to be a slave to the kitchen. Um, And then the next disruptive principle is that you can drink alcohol if you want to. Mm -hmm. This, you know, and and that really comes down to keeping your social life intact, right? If you want to get healthier, if you want to lose weight, you don't have to feel like you need to pause your social life, not go out with your friends or your spouse or your family in order to feel your best. Um, And then when it comes to working out, which hopefully your followers also experienced, we really recommend working out smarter, encouraging strength training rather than slaving away on an elliptical. Totally. And what that is really going to do is enable you to build muscle and lose fat. And we know that everybody loses a significant amount of muscle as they age. For women, it can be a half a pound of muscle a year every year over the age of 35. So rather than you know spending an hour, an hour and a half on an elliptical, on a bike, or running long distances which of course is fantastic um It's not going to build that muscle that we need in order to keep our metabolism up. Right. So some of our clients who come into me who say, you know, I've been at the gym six, seven days a week and it's just not working. I'm able to liberate that person from being that slave to the elliptical and say, let's cut it back to three days a week. Let's focus on your food and let's really give you the right workouts, workouts that focus on building strength, not just something where you're getting your heart rate up a little bit and, and relying on that for weight loss really isn't sustainable.
0: So I love everything you said and that's the reason we chose the book because it fits so much in line with what we do at Fatburn. So if I just go in reverse order, we do HIT training and strength training. So I'm I'm totally in line with what yeah, you we said, love, right? Love that. So we preach to people that, you know, for every pound of muscle you burn between fifty and eighty calories per day at rest, right? Mm. So if you're doing soul cycle five days a week. And you're burning 400 calories in class. As soon as you stop doing soul cycle, you stop burning calories. That's
2: exactly what I say to my clients right. every day. You
0: do some strength training. You start putting on some muscle, even a half or a pound a year. Mm-hmm. Then you're just kind of reversing that process. It's almost like you can take a day of soul cycle away mm-hmm. from your week and you're still burning the same amount of calories. What you're talking about with drinking... I think anybody can have success in a month period or a two-month period when they go on like an air-quote diet. It's really the maintenance stuff that people struggle with. So when you start putting the logistics into place like you can go out drinking, Mm -hmm. you can hang out with your spouse and everything you said, yes, it enables people to sustain what they did. Absolutely. And then in stage one, just talking about the actual diet itself and the fiber – I knew that you guys have three stages, right? You have stage one, which is a pr- kind of restrictive phase for two weeks, and you don't drink alcohol during that, right?
2: So, actually, you can. Okay. That's The original book did say that you don't drink alcohol for mm-hmm. the first two weeks. That's actually um, the one I,
0: I read. I read the green one. Oh,
2: you read I, the green I, I did. one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. But everybody else had the white one, so I had a different version. Cause, so,
2: you didn't drink, but maybe everybody no, no, no. else I, so did. So, when I
0: set the rules, I put that in there. So, I said um, there was no so drink So, actually, for two weeks.
2: you can drink from day one. Got it. Um, And the reason why we do that is because like you said anybody can lose weight for 1 to 2 months or a short period of time eliminating things that are important to them and listen we don't if you don't drink to begin with this isn't something that all of a sudden you have to start incorporating a glass of wine or a drink with your meal mm-hmm. that being said a lot of our clients do have really thriving social lives and they don't want to cut back on that and the reason why that's so important is because eliminate alcohol and eliminate you know your social life for a month maybe you know someone's willing to do that But then what happens when you want to add that stuff back in? You don't know how that fits into your new life. So by being able to have a glass of wine from day one, there's no confusion when you want to maintain this weight loss. You know where that alcohol fits. You know where that social life fits. And so that's why from day one in the new book, it does state that you can drink alcohol from day one.
0: So we're literally sitting in nutrition offices and we're talking about lifestyle and logistics, which is what I believe most people need in order to get and sustain a result, right? But it's not really like the sexy part that people want to hear. They think Mm -hmm. they want the new diet, the new rule. I actually have this joke that I've said before that if I sat down with three women and I told them to eat, you know, like – pink Himalayan sea salt on cucumbers and beef jerky, they would do it. They
2: would do it every day. And they
0: would listen to it. The
2: newest fad. But if
0: you tell them they can eat whatever they want and then you tell them that a serving size of a banana is half, not a whole thing, everybody starts freaking out. Mm -hmm. Because it's just like what we want versus what we need. So when people, your typical client comes in here and sits down with you, what is like the typical goal or want that someone would have to come into F Factor and speak with you ladies?
2: So a lot of people come into F-Factor looking for just general weight loss, um, and that can really range anywhere from you know five to ten pounds maybe this is somebody who you know they had kids a couple of years ago and they have that last five pounds that's been sitting on them for you know three five years and they finally want to start taking care of themselves and get that off it can be somebody who needs to lose a hundred pounds and sometimes the impetus for somebody to come in to see me isn't weight loss sometimes it's their health sometimes it's their cholesterol maybe this person is pre-diabetic meaning that they're at a stage where where they could reverse, you know, the progression of diabetes rather than ha- start to have to take medications. And for that person who yes is typically overweight. The weight loss becomes the side effect. So they lose weight, but that's not really the reason why they came in in the first place. And those are really the people. A lot of people really only do care about the weight loss. And for them, you know, the medical stuff doesn't really matter as much. For some people, it's really the medical stuff and and getting a little scared from their doctor that brings them in. And so we're really able to improve all of those levels in terms of their blood work and, you know, induce 50, 80-pound weight loss. I've had clients who've lost over 50 pounds and have been able to maintain it. Awesome.
0: And I see you guys have the in-body right behind us. Yes. We have the in-body as well. Um, we
2: love the in-body.
0: You, so, so you track your clients on I track intervals? my clients
2: um, depending on how often they come in. I do track them weekly. Mm-hmm. I also try to get them to understand that fluctuations happen. So, right. you know, you know if you put somebody on an in-body weekly, you're going to see that muscle go up totally. and down, up and down, usually dependent on water retention, right. whether you're hydrated, dehydrated, whether you had a salty meal mm-hmm. for women, whether it's that time of the month and, you know, hormones are causing you to retain water. All of those things come into play.
0: So how do you deal with the emotions of somebody oh, who comes yeah. in and has that one week blip that you know is actually incorrect because we deal with it all the time it's really just water fluctuations yes. that's been putting in the work and then sees let's
2: and then sees either the number doesn't change or maybe it's up a pound exactly. it's definitely a tough you know i say that my job is 10 percent food and 90 percent psychology right, right? Yeah. once so, once i teach somebody what to eat they know I've educated them. I've spent hours teaching them, you know, what foods are great, what foods might not be so great for weight loss. And once they know that, really what I'm trying to do we- on a weekly basis is get them to understand the psychology of weight loss and the psychology of weight maintenance, mm-hmm. right? How we stay motivated through struggles. Um, and one of those big struggles is getting on the scale and not seeing the number you want. And so the first thing I do is, you know, if you, if any of you listening have ever been on an in body, you know, that the first thing it does is flash the number. Mm-hmm. And if anybody ever gets on and that number isn't high, I say, hold up. I'm like, don't freak out yet. Don't make any judgments. Let's see what the in body tells us. <laughs> and then, uh, and then usually they're like sitting there and they're like, I'm so upset. I'm so upset. And then so the upset. music, they
0: dreaded and music. And then the
2: music comes on and I'm like, just wait. I know. Like that, that elevator music. We need
0: to get like with in body and have them put like some kind of jazzy music. Yeah, in body. So if, you're listening. if you're listening to this,
2: we've got to get more variety we'll in the sign music. Sign a petition but or something like that. Once I get that printout and I'm able to explain and compare to last week and explain the changes that maybe that person really has lost weight, has lost fat, but either they've gained muscle or they're really just retaining water. And I can say, did you have sushi last night? And they look at me and they say, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? That soy sauce is just causing a little water retention and that's it. And I can show them the difference. Most often than, you know, more often than not, somebody is able to say, okay, I trust you. Right. And otherwise, if they're still upset, then we've got to talk about, you know, don't let this cause your motivation to decrease. Don't let this, you know, make you go eat a cookie because you feel like all of your work this week was for nothing. Right. That's the mentality that we fight against. And it's hard.
0: Yeah. So we talk about setbacks versus failures, right? Mm -hmm. So there's many setbacks on the way to success. But, you know, being good for a week, stepping on the in body, not having a great result in your mind, whatever a great result is, and then going to eat a cookie. That's kind of like the failure, right? Yeah. But the setback is expecting that those are going to happen along the way. And since you know that, you're just going to keep going through it, and that's you know eventually going to lead to success. Um, do you deal, you deal with male patients as well?
2: I do, absolutely. So
0: when you're talking about the psychology of weight loss or the psychology of dieting, do you notice a difference between men and uh, women?
2: Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh I have a bunch of male clients who are much more relaxed about the weight loss. Well, also, you know, men lose weight faster.
0: Yeah, well, we have more muscle now. You have more muscle.
2: Men, you know, naturally have more muscle, which is going to increase your your resting metabolic rate. It's going to help you burn fat at rest. Mm -hmm. So, sometimes we'll make small changes for a man, and he loses, you know, five pounds, whereas a woman doing the same thing might lose one to two pounds. And I find that men usually are more relaxed about it, but I do find that whether, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, we can't necessarily assume that that psychology is going to be different. Mm -hmm. There are some men who really do get frustrated, who really do care just as much as a woman does about, you know, how quickly that weight's coming off. And so I really do personalize that approach, discussing the setbacks, discussing, you know, any struggles that someone had throughout the week and how one week doesn't mean, it's all about the trend over time, right? right? One week doesn't mean anything if the rest of the time we're moving closer and closer to a goal. Totally. Um, I definitely personalize that. And it's not just, I don't just say, oh, you're a man, you probably don't care as much, you know, as, as a woman does who might be a little more concerned about your appearance. It's really personalized to the to the individual.
0: I noticed between men and women stepping on the in-body, men are actually a lot more okay with a result not going the right way and are a little honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. And I've seen, I'm talking about hundreds of people. I, women are scared to step on it so much more than a man is and they're always kind of like this is going to be bad this is going to be bad i
2: I could i could definitely (laughs) agree with that and
0: they've and then the 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 direction of the uh result is usually a positive one it's just the the psyche that's what i'm speaking to that you were talking about
2: i definitely have a lot of clients who will say i'm nervous i don't feel women are much more in tune with how they feel physically i find so if a woman is not feeling like she lost weight she'll freak out about getting on the in-body. Whereas men don't really notice those small changes in themselves. A woman will wake up, she'll be slightly puffy, and she's like, oh my God, I gained three pounds. Right. Men don't think like that.
0: When she didn't, probably. Yeah. That's the when, thing.
2: Always. No, i 90% of the time it,
0: look at the number, and say, oh my God, and they're it shocked. went up. And I forgot what you said, but this is what triggered me. I'm like, okay, no problem, let's let it print out. Yeah. And then it prints out, and I'm, I, I show it to them, I'm like, you lost four pounds. Yeah. But they're like, oh my God, it went up. Right? Yeah. And then sometimes you'll have a weight loss result, but your body fat percentage will go up slightly or your muscle mass will go down slightly. Yeah. And then, you know, there's always the focus on the negative of that. How do you guys deal with that?
2: I do see that too. And sometimes, mm-hmm. again, I have to explain to somebody that that is all due to hydration status. You mm-hmm. might have lost some fat this week, but your body's dehydrated. And so if your muscle looks like it's shrinking, I always, I, I actually use the analogy of um, thinking about your muscle like a water balloon. If you deflate that water balloon, if you let some of that water out, like if you're dehydrated and your muscles kind of dry, your muscles going to look smaller. Mm -hmm. Your muscles going to appear on this in body like a trunk and muscle and percent body fat are inversely related. Right. So if your muscles going down, your percent body fat's going to go up. That does not mean that in the last week you truly gained two percent fat on your body, it just means that maybe one extra bottle of water this week would be beneficial for you. And then the next week, I find that person, really internalized that, listen to me, comes back, and the number changes.
0: I like the water balloon analogy. That's the cool. The
2: water balloon has definitely been pretty helpful. You, the, I, I allow you to use yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> taking that one for sure. But I show people their total fat in pounds, because mm-hmm. a lot of times if you have a rapid weight loss, say you lose 10 pounds in a week, right? Yeah. You're losing fat. But your body fat percentage may go up, but you're less lesser of a person. Because
2: you're also losing water.
0: Correct. But as a percentage, Mm -hmm. right, of the fat in your body, it might be slightly higher just because you're that much less of a person, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So let's talk about the food. So Fat Burn does meal prep. So we do high-intensity interval training. We do strength training. We have nutrition coaching. But we we bring it all together. Our differentiator, for the most part, is that we also offer the meal prep in-house. So when we did our challenge... We literally gave our chef the fat burn. F, um, I'm sorry, the F Factor recipes, mm-hmm. and we did the first two weeks of the challenge on phase one. We did weeks three and four in phase two, and everybody was loving it. But if you're not getting a chef cooking the food for you, what's the best way to go about actually getting some F Factor approved items in your daily diet?
2: So I definitely think that, you know, following us on social media, checking out the recipe section of our website is a great resource um, in order to get all of these F-Factor approved recipes and signing up for our newsletter. So Mike has done a fantastic job. Shout out, Mike. Of you know putting together a lot of these recipe videos and in our news if you subscribe to our newsletter you will get um, recipes delivered every week um, we call it deliciousness delivered um, and on Mondays you'll get a recipe video and you'll get alerts when we come out with a new recipe and a lot of these are super simple that even if you only have twenty minutes a day or twenty minutes once a week to prep for something you'll still be able to make none of these are like five star gourmet meals that you feel like you need to be a chef in order to prepare. I'm certainly no chef. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a dietitian doesn't mean that you can necessarily be a great cook, but I do find that all of this stuff is really manageable and realistic to fit into an overall busy life. You know, I'm here, there are some days I'm here for 12 hours seeing clients, and when I get home the last thing I want to do is is cook a really intense meal, but sometimes just being able to prepare something that's you know a protein-based meal with non-starchy vegetables. Let's say I may want to make cauliflower, or zucchini, or something like that with a bunch of spices. That really does turn out to be a really satisfying meal that's completely F-factor approved based on fiber and protein.
0: So if you're here for twelve hours, how are you getting your meals in? Like, what are you doing? Are you bringing them to work with you? Do you go out and purchase meals for the most part?
2: So if I'm here for you know if I'm here for a long time, what I do is I bring my breakfast with me to work typically. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so I'll either you know get it I'll pick up an omelet on my way to work if I don't have time to make it myself um, and we have um, we have you know, Gigi crackers, we have protein powder here in the office. So if I'm having an omelet, I'll always pair them with Gigi crackers, which mm-hmm. if you're listening and you don't know what they are, they are high fiber crackers that give you for four of them, 16 grams of fiber a day. Um, if I'm not having that, I'll make myself a smoothie. So if you walk out of this office, you'll see we've got our protein powder. We have a, um, a blender here. So I can quickly make myself a shake in the morning. And like I already said, that gives me 20 grams of protein and 20 grams of fiber for just that one shake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for lunch, I'll usually pick up a salad um, and that salad will be mixed with a bunch of non-starchy vegetables and protein. We're lucky enough here in Midtown to have sweet green on one side chopped on the other. But you know, on a cold day, I'll do soup, I'll do something usually vegetable based um and then I try to squeeze in a snack always in between clients. So the one piece of of rec- of uh preparation that I do that I would recommend to everybody is look at your schedule ahead of time, even if it's the night before. And if I am back to back with clients all afternoon, I won't, you know, leave myself with no opportunity to make a snack. If anything, I'll prep it really quickly in the morning, even if it's, you know, putting turkey in my bag so that I have it in the fridge at work with some vegetables. Or I'll make myself a shake that takes two minutes in between my 3 p.m. and my 3.30 client. And I know that way that I'm setting myself up for success that I'm not skipping meals because if I do so, what's going to happen at 630 when I'm done with my last client and I'm about to, you know, do an hour more work before I go home? I'm going to be starving. No,
0: sure. Being unprepared is always where the bad decisions happen, right? Yeah. So it's that extra step of making it a priority. To just do a little bit of work beforehand or the day before to get you where you want to be, like you're saying.
2: Yeah, and I definitely find that people overestimate usually how much prep work they'll need. Right. It can be five minutes. All it takes is looking at your calendar and thinking about where you can fit in that one little, um, you know, five minutes worth of prep to – to set yourself up for success the next day, it, this does not have to be hours and hours of meal prep. Literally, stopping at the grocery store, which takes two minutes on your walk to the subway, to pick up a bag of carrots or you know a, a couple slices of turkey just to have later on in the day. Like that's what that's as simple as it is for me, and I know that I'm not getting home at 7:30 so hungry that I wind up overeating or making the wrong decisions at dinner time.
0: Sure. Thanks for that perspective. It of looks course. like Mike's eagerly waiting to share
1: some food tip or something here, but take it away. Well, that's one of the best things about F Factor. The F Factor way, it's it's about you're gonna live your life, right? So that's why you can dine out. You can find those F Factor approved choices. You don't have to cook, but if you do like to cook, when the man is talking about the recipes that we have, sure, you'll get them in our newsletters. Look at our our, our books and and go to our website. We have such a diverse range of of recipes because we want to make it make sense for you. If you've never cooked before, it takes you two seconds to make a smoothie or a shake. Or you want to make one of our big fluffy waffles that fills you up all day and it's so much better for you than a traditional waffle. It's three, max four ingredients, most of these recipes, and just takes minutes to make. Now if you're good at cooking, hey, find our more complex ones and make a little bit more advanced donuts or cakes that have a lot more ingredients and we have fun videos to show you how to do that but at the end of the day it it doesn't matter your skill level and interest in cooking I'm mean, honestly when we came out with the 2020 powder a year ago the original vision wasn't for people to bake it into all these different savory dishes and, and make these desserts that's something that we learned that is a behavior that our consumers really took on and that's really transformed the game. Yeah. You can have these awesome waffles and this muffin madness that's taken over. You can make that really easily in the morning. Is Muffin Madness for March Madness, or is that unrelated? It, it timed perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, and people made every kind of variety of muffin that we could never even think of. And, and you, you're looking at social and the way that people are creating these. It is it is true madness in an awesome way because you can eat something that tastes so good, yeah. that feels like cheating, that feels like it's not a diet. And it actually is really good for you. It tastes awesome, it's easy to do and helps you live that f factor way. Well, feels like cheating but not. I'm in for that all day. And Villanova, day.
0: my alma mater, yeah. won yesterday in March Madness. So maybe on game two I'll enjoy some Muffin Madness
1: while I'm watching. <laughs> that, that sounds perfect. And, and then we have these 2020 powders that... You know the the followers of, uh, of Fat Burn through this journey we're on. We have the chocolate and vanilla. We are excited to have this plain twenty twenty powder coming out. That it's going to be just so much more versatile. Now you can use that in a soup, in in different drinks, in in other kinds of desserts, other savory meals at dinner time. Now it's another tool that you can use. Mm-hmm. But soup is interesting. How do you put it in soup?
0: A protein powder in soup? I've act- I've never heard of that
1: you know that's and that's where you need to stay tuned because we're going to have that's part of the education that we give in showing you different versatile ways to use our new upcoming products mm-hmm. because ultimately when we have these 2020 powders and we're going to be launching bars and other things that we have it's not about buying a an f factor product so that you can accomplish xyz Ultimately it's about living the F Factor way, which is a lifestyle, and we give you tools to help you live it. Yeah. So the twenty twenty powder is not required to help you live that. Everything that Amanda talked to you through about GG's is, is another awesome tool to help you live that. No, I so, thought the uh,
0: the F Factor protein was dope. So we used that. I mean so I had to get thirty five grams in or thirty eight grams. That was twenty of it in my first shake of the day, which basically makes it a cakewalk from there. Uh, throughout the rest of the day The Gigi's crackers Not so much You do have to pair those With something I think Because uh, eating yeah. them by themselves Is a little rough
2: Well, we never want you to eat them by themselves because that's giving you just fiber and you always want to pair that with protein. Mm -hmm. So that's why you're always going to want to put something on top of them because eating them plain isn't going to satisfy all of your nutrient requirements, right? So if you're having them as a snack or if you're having them for breakfast, you do want to make sure that you are putting some source of protein on them like an egg white omelet or eggs or – you know, my favorite is Gigi's with uh, low-fat cream cheese and smoked salmon. Sounds Tastes good. delicious and, and, you know, definitely doesn't feel like a deprivation meal, doesn't feel like you're restricted. Um, and that's really a very tasty way of getting that fiber in.
0: Yeah, I was going with some um, Salsalito turkey and mm-hmm. avocado yeah. on the Gigi's and that was that was pretty good so for sure that's great um, so we're coming up on the half-hour mark so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna leave this to any closing comments that you'd like to give uh, you know anyone who's new to F Factor or speak to you know fat burn people who've gone through it for about two months now and just any you know parting words of wisdom
2: so, definitely, what I'll say is if you want to start following F Factor, definitely buy the book. The White F Factor Diet Book is the newest version with updated recipes, um, updated science and research, um, and get educated. You know, read this and really understand why this is the most sustainable lifestyle out there. Sign up for our newsletter. Our website is ffactor.com, F-F-A-C-T-O-R.com. And you can read our blog. There's tons of blog posts. Um, And like Mike said, it will give you all the tools in order to live this lifestyle. And then definitely the last thing that I want to leave you guys with is if you are really already enjoying this F-Factor lifestyle, just so you are aware, you can stay on step one for as long as it takes for you to lose the weight. So if you advance to step two and you find that you're not losing as much weight as you were on step one, you can always go back to step one. Step one is always there for you to lose a significant amount of weight. So if you have 50 pounds to lose, um, don't feel like after two weeks you have to go to step one. You that can actually stay on. was a concern. You can for stay a lot on step one for as long as it takes for you to lose the weight. And yeah. our private clients who do come see me in the office, they're really on step one for as long as they need to lose the weight. Of course. With, with tweaks and changes here and there, based on their metabolism, based on how their body is responding. But don't feel like you need to advance to step so.
0: why to does a private client come to see you versus obviously just you know reading the book? I know it's obviously more hand holding, but what it's is- more
2: hand holding and it's more personalized recommendations. Got it. You know, if there's a couple of weeks where you feel like you're struggling, what I'm able to do with my nutrition expertise and all of the dietitians here is figure out why. Mm-hmm. Look at your food journal and pinpoint reasons why maybe you're not losing as much weight as you could. Um, make sure you're eating the proper foods. And we do dietary analysis on all of our clients to make sure they're getting the right vitamin and, and nutrient balance. So those are the things that you would benefit from, from working one-on-one with a dietitian. And
0: what frequency do you think, in your opinion, works well for somebody to come in and see
2: you? i definitely say weekly.
0: Once a week. I think
2: that the mentality of letting little things sneak in here and there, if you start to push beyond one week, Mm -hmm. does get some people. And so for that first week, you think to yourself, oh, I'm not going to see Amanda for two weeks. I can eat a bite of cake here and there. I can, you know, have this meal because, you know, tomorrow's a new day and I'm not seeing Amanda for now a week and a half. Right. So in that first week, you actually don't lose or you gain a pound. And then in that second week, yeah, you clean it up, you reverse it, but in two weeks, you've just lost what you would have lost in one week. Mm-hmm. And so I always say definitely a weekly frequency for a private client is, is ideal.
0: Gotcha. That's interesting because we see ours monthly mm-hmm. and there are quite a, a few people who fall off even from the first month. So mm-hmm. maybe the length of time. So what we do yeah. is we have what we call a one-on-one meeting and then we do a two-week in body, a four-week in body, mm-hmm. and then we meet again in review. But uh, I know Chris Jackson, our studio leader in Stanford, has been starting to meet with people weekly, Mm -hmm. and it's been working better.
2: Yeah, it definitely gives you a little bit more of that accountability aspect Mm -hmm. and helps with self-monitoring. Because, you know, if somebody is paying more attention to what they're doing because they know that they're being monitored on a weekly basis, they're going to turn that eye inward and look at themselves and what they're doing more frequently. Um, And that's also what journaling helps with. That self-monitoring aspect Mm -hmm. is hugely important for success.
0: Turn the eye inward and the water balloon analogy. Yeah, learning things myself over here Mike where can people find you guys on social uh, anything F Factor I know Tanya does a ton of live um, that's right that I think some of our ladies are addicted to so let people know where they can find
1: that I mean Tanya Zuckerbrot our founder and our CEO definitely follow her at Tanya Zuckerbrot on on Instagram and the brand account F underscore Factor and Zuckerbrot is what Z-U-C-K-E-R-B-R-A-T B-R-O-T B-R-O-T okay yeah so yeah Tanya our founder she's She's our main brand ambassador, the voice and and the face of our organization. So the great thing about when you're living the F-Factor way, yeah, you have the book and you can come be part of the private practice, but just by engaging with Tanya on social, you will see like right now she's she's traveling. How can she eat F-Factor on the go? And then when she's home, how is she cooking with her family? And everything else that she does, it's not a lifestyle deprivation. And you can see that every day how Tanya lives it. Um, But I have to say our community, and you'll see that on social, Engaged beyond anything you can ever see and just the way that they're able to interact with Tanya and, and with F-Factor and so so Paul I have to say when we get we get these kind of inquiries all the time of hey I'm a, I'm a gym or I'm some kind of fitness studio I want to partner with you F-Factor mm-hmm. we get that every single week mm-hmm. I gotta say you really stood out when you reached out to me because of your community, the fact that you can get about 200 people to sign up for literally anything um, was was out of this world, so we we were really privileged to work with you as you're an incredible leader, obviously, and, and getting this tribe together, it made a lot of sense for us, so we're thankful to have done this program together, and it's just the start. Well, I appreciate the kind words, thank you
0: very much, uh, it was a lot of fun doing the F Factor for the month that we did it, uh, so much so that we're thinking about bringing it back for next year may be making it a staple in one of the four yearly challenges we do so we'll be talking some more about that but that's really cool for you to say so Mike was in our private Facebook group you got to see some of the interaction um, and I agree when when people are engaged and you know they're involved in asking questions you know they're actually doing it right when somebody goes silent there's kind of like a red flag there but um yeah, this was awesome. This was uh, a lot of fun hanging with you guys. Uh, the F Factor offices are beautiful. So for anybody who thinks that they're uh, in need of some extra handholding, I encourage you to come in and see Amanda and sit down and talk with her and meet Mike. And um, I guess from here, maybe look out for part two and another Fat Burn Challenge and some more cool collaborations. Definitely. Yeah. Just getting started. All right, cool. Sounds Thank great. you, Amanda. Looking forward Thank you, to maybe Mike.
2: seeing some of you guys in the office.
0: Absolutely. Take care, guys. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview. Uh, I certainly got cool little tips out of it myself with the analogies. so um, I hope you enjoyed and can take from what Amanda was saying to help you in your own life improve on your weight loss goals, your fat loss goals, um, what she said about muscle mass, I completely agree with. So if you want to check out F-Factor and their offices, I'm going to include all their contact information in our show notes. And of course, if you want to get in touch with FatBurn, you can certainly visit us at FatBurn.com com that's p-h-a-t-b-u-r-n or you can give us a ring at 914-946-0717 in white plains and in stanford connecticut at 203-347-0202 and we are coming shortly to neighbor F factor in new york city so be on the lookout for that and we will catch you on the next episode of this fat burn podcast real results with real people have a great day everyone bye